0: Welcome to Get a Grip with Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, hey, welcome to the Get a Grip podcast. I am Shane Bacon. Hope you guys are having a a lovely December. Lovely December. Hope you're having a happy holidays as well. Um, Fun one for your Friday and weekend enjoyment Claire Rogers is back on the pod and uh, we just, you know, it's December. There's not a lot going on. Um, you kind of got to shoot some ideas at each other and hope for the best. We did uh, a lot of things that we overthink about in terms of golf stuff. So maybe it's tour stuff, historical stuff, and maybe it's just, you know, golf things that cross our minds probably, you know, more often than they cross other people's minds. And also things that I feel like golfers understand, that they cross the golfer's mind as well. Uh, but before we get to Claire, just a reminder, I wrote a children's golf book. It's called The Golfer Zoo. You can buy it. You could buy it for yourself. You can buy it for your friends or expecting parents. And um, I think they'll like it. Cool illustrations. Aviel Basel did it. And um, the guy's a rock star. And uh, Back Nine Press was an incredible partner along along the way. So if you go to Back Nine Press, that's with the number nine not written out, BackNinePress.com backslash bacon. It'll take you right to the link, and you can just order it right there. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. And keep sending in the pictures If you did buy it already and you're reading it to your kiddos or whatever, please keep sending me on Instagram the pictures. I love them. They are awesome, and uh, they're a big part of why doing stuff like this is very special. So thank you guys for the support. Let's get to the uh, craziness that is this podcast. All right, Claire Rogers is with us. One of my favorite people in golf. Been a while, Claire. I don't think we've done a pod together basically since there was like real golf happening. But uh, good to see you. Good to hear from you. Um, How's December going?
1: It's good. You know, a little bum tiger wasn't playing last week, but we've got the match. We've got PNC. So there's lots to look forward to.
0: Doesn't slow down. Um, This is going to be a bit of a, a deviation from what you typically hear on the podcast um, this was a clear idea, uh, randomly. I don't know if you planned it this way, but um, you sent me a text the other day, out of the blue, speaking of our color matching skills, um, completely out of the blue, and when you sent it, it kind of got my, mo- my mind a swirling. Basically, the premise of this podcast is stuff we think too much about or too often about in golf. So it's not necessarily hot takes, even though some of these will be hot takes. It's just simply... Things that kind of rotate in our minds daily, weekly, monthly, as golf people that probably shouldn't bounce around in our brains. Is that fair to say?
1: Yes. Like we've just dedicated too much time and it's almost embarrassing to admit to other people, but I think in our circle we're good. Because everyone you asked on Twitter and people had dozens of things that they think of too much. So we're in good hands here. We're not
0: alone. Yeah, and and I want you to start with what started this whole thing. This was the text. This was your take (laughs) that I I agree with, and I love, and I want to hear a little bit more about it. So what kind of got all this going?
1: All right. Every so often I'll start thinking about something and I just have to text like 10 people and say, am I alone here? So I texted you and I said, and this is not slander towards Aimpoint because it obviously works, but I said, is it embarrassing? Because just, you know, you're standing on the green, and I don't understand all of Aimpoint, but what I see is someone standing in front of the hole." with their hands up, kind of looking at it, backing up, doing it again. And I was just like, Oh, I would hate to have to do that on TV in
0: front of people. It, it's funny. <laughs> you know, when I kind of think about aim point, I think about the Keegan viral video from last year, or maybe this year, whatever, where he had like the four footer. And he was, he was stepping over the line, turning his back to the hole, and I guess kind of thinking about it. Cause I agree with this, by the way. And Like there might be takes on this podcast that could be considered slanderous. That's not the point of this. That's just simply, these are things we overthink. And I agree with you on this take. When you really dive into it, if you were an alien that landed on earth and somebody was trying to explain golf to you, and then you saw someone straddling their line, not looking at the hole. And I always say it's the look out. You're just kind of staring into space. you're, You're not looking down. You're not looking way up. You're just kind of looking straight forward. It is incredibly awkward to see someone do aim point. So I think you're right on this. I think this is something I agree with. And now I'm thinking about it more often than I probably should.
1: Do you use aim point?
0: I did an aim point class probably four or five years ago with my buddy George okay. Connor in Connecticut just to get a, just to understand it. Cause it was, it was like starting to get hot in the media worlds, right? I mean, more people are using it. I think when Adam Scott started aim point and everybody was like, okay, this isn't going away. Um, so I, I don't use it. I at least, I get it. I guess to a certain extent, like you're using the ground, and this is something you know. Max has touched on this this year. He said it's helped him so much because he realized he was a bad greens reader. But still, the sensation of standing there, <laughs> doing your hands, putting them down, figuring that two, all right, it's a two. It's a you know the whole idea, like it's kind of Star Trekian. Like you look rather awkward the whole the whole time. There's never a moment where you look cool.
1: No, it's kind of like a modern day version of like plumb bobbing right
0: yeah yeah and
1: yeah again I'm not a competitive golfer so I kind of just rather three putt than have to <laughs> go through that whole situation but yeah that was kind of my first thing that I was have well the thing that I've been thinking about the most lately it was
0: it was a great it's a great jumping off point point. and this is going to be kind of a mix of like tour things and just random golf thoughts because when you mentioned this to me my mind went immediately and directly to something I think about way too often. And this is going to be my first one of these players. So I think about the speed, the Jordan speeth putt on the 16th green at the 2015 open championship. Now it's weird because of course he didn't win that open. Like he didn't right. win St. Andrews, but I was, I think about it like probably twice a week, if not more <laughs> often than that, which is really weird. I mean, seven years ago, right? Almost eight years ago is when this happened. He didn't win the major championship. But I have a take. I think it's the most impactful and important putt made since Phil's putt in 04 at the Masters. Now, of course, Phil won that Masters as his first yeah. major championship, and it was the leap and all that stuff. You could argue Tiger in 08. Very important putt. It was a singular moment. He was going to win the U.S. Open or he was not going to win this U.S. Open. Even with the injury and the long playoff and Rocco and all that stuff. I don't think there was stuff that mattered in the forefront or the afterthought of that major championship like it did with Speeth. Speeth was going for three straight grand slams. He was 21 years old, Claire, 21 years old. And he basically threw away this open when he made double on eight, and he gets to 16. And he has to make this 30-footer, right? Like, to really have a shot at the playoff and to have a chance at maybe winning three straight majors and having a legit chance at the Grand Slam, he's got to make, what, 30, 35-foot putt, and he makes it dead center. I actually talked to Jordan about the putt. Uh, we were both on Pelotons at the gym at St. Andrews this year in the rusacks and I said, hey, man, listen, I got to ask you about this putt. Because, again, as I mentioned to you, Claire, I think about it like five times a week. I'm sure he never thinks about it. Like I was going to ask you if you think of it more He than never it. thinks about it. And um, he said when that putt went in, as he was walking to 17T, it's the most nervous he's ever been in his life at golf. Like after the putt went in. Wow. And, again, 21 years old, walking to 17T. Yeah. But I just feel like when you think about – A, how hard it is to be a multi-time champion in terms of major championships in the modern era. I mean, there's so many players that are only going to have one major. And to think about a a young guy going for three straight, I just think the impact of that putt and what it could have done. Of course, he made bogey at 17 and didn't make the playoff. But what that could have done and what that meant at the time is something... It's almost like the putting version of the Tiger shot at the Canadian Open over water from the fairway Mm -hmm. bunker. It was like peak Tiger, peak iron play Tiger takes on a shot that nobody in the world would ever think to hit and pulls it off. And I just feel like Jordan was like peak long putter at the time. And he makes this putt. And again, my mind goes back to it way too often.
1: All right. So yours. And I think a lot of the replies were like very specific shots. Mine are kind of just like (laughs) concepts surrounding golf. Right. Okay. Here's mine. This is a question that I asked myself. So, okay. you've seen like they put videos of players' swings and they'll like take away the person. So it's almost just like a skeleton that you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, And they're saying, whose swing is that? I think, and I wonder, could I recognize players' walks like that? And I this think that's a that great I could. idea.
0: It's a great idea. I think
1: I could. Max, 100%. For sure. Um, Rory, 100%. Absolutely. Tiger these days, yes. yes. DJ. I think, I think most guys I could get. Um, You know, now maybe not as like, I would say if we looked a year ago at the top 50, I could get all of them. I don't know if I could. All of
0: them. You think you would go 50 (laughs) for 50?
1: I think I would go 35 for 50.
0: Okay. Like, I don't think I
1: know Tom. I don't think I know Tom Kim's walk that well yet, (laughs) but I think there are other guys who have been out there for a while. And yeah, I think I do know their walks, right? I mean, when they're in contention, not when they're walking down the street, but when they're dialed in coming down the stretch on the weekend.
0: Like the walk is such a signature of an athlete. You know, I just feel yes. like, like LeBron has a unique move, like the way LeBron walks and his feet are like out versus in so many athletes' feet's kind of pigeon in, you know, and LeBron's is like the rare athlete where his feet kind of point out. I feel like 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 I could pick out Giannis's walk and like Brady as tall as he is kind of hunches a bit when he walks. Like yes. it's a great point. And considering how often we see golfers walking, like they're walking like four of the five. You see hours. it
1: more than, yeah.
0: You know, like this would actually be an interesting thing to do. Like, we should find someone that could do this. I mean, how much this would cost might be a, a bigger question. Like, can you guys silhouette golfers' walks? But yes. to do a test, like to really test Claire's ability to see if she could really do 35 of 50.
1: It's like the blind taste test where you get like all different types of water or like sodas right. and see if you can get them. I think I could do pretty well.
0: So I was watching the. Have you watched the Pepsi Where's My Jet thing on Netflix yet? Have you Have you watched no. that four part series thing? So, I mean, it's it's really interesting. Basically, Pepsi had a, a like a promo in the '90s and some, and it was like to win a jet. And this guy did what was asked of him, and he it was a big thing. And it's four parts, and it's interesting. But they do taste test of Pepsi Coke for everybody they interviewed. And as I'm watching it, I cannot believe. How, how much the people picked the one they didn't think they pick over Coke uh-huh. and Pepsi, considering like to you and me, the uniqueness of how they taste. And then I'm obviously it must be hard, right? I mean, if these yeah. people that are like exe- former executives of Pepsi are picking Coke, then it's got to be very difficult. But yeah, the the blind test of the walk is a great one, and we haven't even talked about LPGA players. Like I can only yes. imagine the LPGA walks. If you really think about it, are probably rather unique. Like
1: well. Nelly, Nelly is cool. Yes. Like she
0: has swagger when she walks. Yes. Yeah. I wonder who has the dorkiest walk. Like I wonder which player. Has a walk because a lot of these people we've mentioned, you know, Matt. Like Rory's got like the swaggiest golf walk ever. Tiger's has always been up there. DJ's just fits DJ's personality. I'm trying to think of like what player has a walk that isn't cool. Like, is there a non cool (laughs) top ten player in the world walk?
1: Well, I think if you gave Rory's little leap, yeah, to a bad player, it would be weird. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it, it fit. It's like the walks fit the player.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Um, That's a great one. Um, Okay, I've got one for you. Mm -hmm. Why do we call it the Tiger Slam when he won four straight majors across two years? Why do we uniquely call it the Tiger Slam and not a Grand Slam when the PGA Tour season wraps around over two years? So the idea of the Tiger Slam is that he didn't win four in the same year, but the PGA Tour season goes across two years. So yeah. a full season is like 2018-2019, but for some reason we can't call Tiger Slam a, you know, a a grand slam because it went over two years even though that's how the PJ Tour season works. Does this make sense?
1: Yes, no it does and I've definitely thought about this before but I also can't fully wrap my head. Okay. But the majors are all
0: in the same in year. the
1: one. So Correct. that's got to be why, right? Right,
0: but it's but it's for again it like if we're, if we're going to call the PGA tour season and it's over two years I mean you're starting the season in 22 and it ends in 23 yes why do we have to call out Tigers four straight majors as its own unique slam and if he would have just won the 01 masters right it would have just been a grand slam even though the season wraps across two it's a weird one I know it I know it takes a minute you kind of let it settle in the brain but you hear what I'm saying though like we should just call it a grand slam
1: Right. But do you think it's because it's Tiger? They wanted to give it its own name.
0: Well, I feel like this was a big argument when it happened, Claire. I mean, I was yeah. I was in college when it happened, I guess. You know, like I was, I was young, but I remember there being an argument of, is it a Grand Slam or not? Because it happened the next year, which again, to me is harder to do that because you have to wait, whatever, six and a half, seven months and then still yeah. win the next major. So in theory, you'd have to be informed. You know, like Rory, right? Rory played such excellent golf at the end of this year. And if he doesn't come out in 2023, you know, guns a-blazing, it makes sense because, you know, he had, in theory, two to three months off of golf. And for Tiger, he had six and a half, seven months off of golf, yet he comes out and wins the four straight major. So to me, it's almost more impressive. But I just feel like with the wraparound season, we could just call it the same thing.
1: Yeah, okay. That's you didn't a weird love one. It.
0: It's okay. It's okay. That that's part. This is a workshopping. This is a work no, I podcast. do
1: like it. It's it's more that I can't. I I just don't like. Who made that decision? Because I don't like that. That's you
0: know what I mean. Speaking of speaking of decisions, I'll, I'll throw one more at you quickly. All right. I, and I said this on Twitter. Why are. Certain courses, country clubs, certain courses, golf clubs, and certain courses, golf links. And I know the difference in a country club and like a public golf course, you're right. not going to call a public golf course, a country club, but even like Augusta National Golf Club, right? It's not Augusta National Country Club, and, it, and it's because it's probably more golf than not. But I just feel like I don't really know when they were named and why they're named certain things versus other things
1: is that up to the discretion of the per- the people who make
0: the yeah, course? like in the 1900s or whatever when the <laughs> courses were built but i just you know like you you go and you're like oh it's oh this one's a, a country club it, yeah. is it because it has a pool like is it because it has paddle tennis like is that the reason that there are certain names is is a golf club just golf you know like what's the reasoning for this
1: well that's i think about that a lot too with like colleges versus universities right yes, because universities have grad school but i went to boston is that College. what it is that's what it's supposed to be. But okay. Boston college is a university. And if we're going by that, right. So it doesn't make sense
0: So change the name.
1: I'm, I'm going to just send an email to someone after this podcast and say I think we need to change it.
0: We've got terms we're confused by.
1: <laughs> All right. I'll give you one. Hit me one. Um, let's see again. Mine aren't spe- as specific. All right. Golfers with veneers. I spend so much time wondering who's okay. got them. Some of them are obvious. We know Brooks has them and you can, I'll go. How
0: do you know that though? Like, how do you know Brooks has them?
1: Because I am insane and I pay attention to these things. And then what I will do when I, when I start thinking their teeth look different, I go on Getty. And I go back like 40 pages <laughs> of images and I'm like, his teeth were different, different at the 2016. This is whatever. Do, and- do you think
0: golf.com is happy that you're using your Getty subscription <laughs> to go dive into, to, do they have veneers or not? And trust me, when I had a Getty subscription, <laughs> I would use it for similar things.
1: Oh my God. I'm like flacking. I'm like his, I call them tusks. I'm like, they look different this week, guys. He did something. <laughs> and they're like, Claire, we don't care. And I'm like, no. So here's why no has them for sure. Okay, and again, let's go. If you are winning. Do whatever you of course, want. Get of course. Botox. Do I'm a spray tan girl. If I were winning majors, I would be getting those. Okay. Okay. Let's see who definitely has them. Um, Brooks was the okay. OG DJ.
0: So you're you're hundred percent convinced these people have them. No, no, okay. it's
1: not even convinced. This is fact. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Fleetwood just okay. got them. Okay. Here's a guy who just who got them, but they're like not as flashy. Okay. Justin Thomas, and he got them. When he, what was the match that he um, was like broadcasting? The commentating, I, th- I, th- yeah.
0: think maybe it was the quarterback when I, you know, they all kind of mess yeah. together. At this he point, had but... just
1: gotten them, and okay, it was very slight because he went to like more of a natural, not like the like you know guys in Jupiter who are getting these like flashy teeth. Um, there's a TikTok account of this lady who goes through. She thinks Rory has them.
0: So you're, but you're not convinced. You're not 100. I'm not convinced Rory okay. does,
1: but. She thinks he does, but so the, this is like the, the maybe
0: time. list. This is the maybe yeah, list. Okay, the maybe
1: list. Um, but those ones like Fleetwood DJ Brooks, positive. And I'm gonna send you photos after this, and you will compare.
0: Yeah, and th- like, I was gonna ask you, how do you like? How can you tell? I guess that's my my next question is, how are you convinced, or how can you tell? <laughs> how does Bryson not have them? I feel like that's such a Bryson thing.
1: Bryson is doing. Um, what's the the clear thing. Invisalign. He's doing Invisalign and again I'm positive about that (laughs) um but yeah and like I that was kind of a question I had when Fitzpatrick went braces I was like oh that's interesting that he did that I respect it it's just a longer but like veneers come with all this stuff like you gotta you Got to insure them, and then you might have to get them replaced in ten years. I've done a lot of research because I'm so interested. In them.
0: So, but, this, by the way, this the the. Can I just bring this? This is like a tangent here. I was I was just hanging yes. out in Richmond with some of the crew from my Octagon crew that represents me, and Samantha Marks, who I know you know, and who a lot of people on on that listen here follow her on social media, and she's really funny and really creative, but she makes these long lists on her iPhone. And one of the lists, it was something to like the tune of h- how is this still like this thing? Like, how have we not evolved it? And it was casts. Like, casts, are we still like you still lay? Like, how are we not better at cast? And my my thing is braces. Braces are we do metal in your mouth? Like, so I know Invisalign is, is obviously a new age braces, but braces were like, well, like probably had a 70 year lifespan if not longer that that was what you yeah. did like you were a and young they person they still do it but yet you a young person go to the dentist and they had to like put this metal cage in your face for years during your formidable time like when you want to be the cutest and the hottest and you have to have this shit in your mouth it's awful and so cats, your
1: self-confidence is oh so
0: shot like <laughs> You're going through acne and you're growing and you look awkward and things are changing in your body. And you, you got this, like, just, you're like, what the hell? Why do we do this to people?
1: Or if you break your collarbone, there's nothing you can do So <laughs> You can't put a cast on your collarbone. Right. You're just It's crazy. a sling. <laughs> They're like, um, oh, just sit still for eight weeks. I'm like, perfect.
0: <laughs> uh, I, by the way, I, so I think of Gary Player's massive engraving on the Claret Jug a lot. I, I think about, How, you know, when they used to give it to the player to get it engraved, the fact that he thought that he needed to do that and Mm -hmm. then went and did it and that nobody like changed it or, or plastered, you know, did something over it. I, I, I honestly probably think about that once a month.
1: I think that was the intention there, right?
0: For sure. For sure. For sure. But, (laughs) but again, like to think about you being obviously a great golfer, you know, one of the few players ever that have done the career grand slam your name is after some of like the most legendary people on the most legendary trophy in our game. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to go 16 font on this bad boy. Like 12, (laughs) 12, all you guys with 12, that's fine. But like, I'm up at it. I I think, I think about that a lot.
1: And like I would be scared of getting in trouble. I'm just constantly thinking I'm breaking rules. I of could course. never ever do that.
0: No, you'd be so but- you'd be you'd be self-conscious. You would you would be you would also be self-aware, which I think probably yes. is something maybe a lot of professional golfers are not, but that's one of mine. I just feel like I think about the 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 massive Gary player on the clarity juggalide. All
1: right, Anthony Kim.
0: Where
1: are I've got the heck a couple of these. Guy? I've got
0: a couple of Anthony Kim ones as well.
1: Like, I know there's been, like, who's it, Adam Schreiber that he works with or whatever. You'll see him every once in a while. I think he's living in Vegas, but, like, this man has gone to the grocery store. Crazy. He's, you know, all these things that he's done just normally since we've last heard from him, and we're missing out on it.
0: Like a decade, Claire. Like a decade of him, if not longer, of him doing all of these things. And I think we have, like, two sneaky photos of him in, like, 12 years.
1: He must. All right, this is going to be a bad comparison but I'm gonna make it anyway. Right, I'm into it. Let's go right. here we
0: go. I like the by the way, not, <laughs> nothing like nothing like like prefacing a bad take. This take might suck. Here we go.
1: Because I guarantee maybe two percent of the people who listen to this have seen the Hannah Montana movie. But she tells this town that she's Hannah Montana and then she's like oh my god I regret doing that I can't be Hannah Montana anymore and they all are like we'll keep your secret don't worry about it. And I think he's probably told everyone in whatever town he's living in you do not take a photo of me. I am, you don't like, unless he's truly in hiding, but that's, I don't think that's the case. I think like his crew knows this is not a public thing. Yeah. That's what, because there's just no way we would see him. Think about like when Phil was gone for six months right, or however right. long, like we still have got sightings yep. of Phil. Yeah,
0: so, iPhone pictures, yeah. he had the beard. You know, remember, I remember one was floating around, people thought he'd gained weight. Like Phil, Phil in the wild. And again, this is a guy that was probably trying to hide out in a way, right? I mean, Anthony yes, Kim, I'm yes. assuming, is just living life day to day. Like, nobody's at taco cabana in Dallas and sees him and takes a pick or like you right. said he's at Whole Foods and you're just like oh my god that's the that's like one of the the most like forgotten like unknown you know I mean this guy's the Loch Ness monster of golf and yet yeah we feel like I never see him my Anthony Kemp thing is and I've thought about this a decent amount and I think about it every Ryder Cup is we missed out on Anthony Kim on the American Ryder Cup and Rory on the European Ryder Cup by one Ryder Cup. So Anthony Kim Ooh. played on the 08 team and Rory's first Ryder Cup was 2010. That would have been a lot of fun. Everybody would have been asking for those two to go at it in singles. I feel like, you know, Anthony Kim is so much of what, you know, like we've wanted so much from these young players because of like how confident and how brash and how excited Anthony Kim was. And so that would have been like, Epic, you know. I mean, you think about Patrick Reed and all that stuff, and him at the Ryder Cup, but so close to having A.K. and Rory, you know, young versions of them on the Ryder Cup would have been awesome.
1: I've never, I've never put that together. I like that. Now I'm going to start thinking of that one too. Just missed.
0: It. Yeah, I mean, it just again, you think about head to head, like when you think about these team events, especially Ryder Cups, obviously because the Ryder Cup trumps all. And I always think about like prime players playing against each other, like we need to see speeth versus Rory, you know, at some capacity, you know, you mm-hmm. want JT versus Rory. Like now you've got the new age, super young guys that are great. Like I'm sure there's like a Scheffler versus ROM 2.0 thing that everybody is pining for and hopes to see at the Ryder cup, because, you know, eventually those guys are going to be out of their prime and it's not as wanted as, as much as, as we wanted. So that's my AK, th- AK thing. What do you got next? It's
1: the aging of
0: golfers. Okay, it makes me
1: really sad. <laughs>
0: Give, give me an like, example, like give me a player that that as you see them, you think, "Damn, they're not blank age anymore."
1: Tiger, like
0: no, he well, he's the eye. Yeah.
1: Well, I just think like one day he's gonna be sixty five, and that makes me so sad. Like so
0: weird to think about.
1: Yeah, or I just think of like Gary Player's what eighty seven. Like I never knew him when I was when he was in his you know prime. It's just weird to think like I'm gonna have kids one day and they're not gonna get to see Tiger Woods like win the Masters, <laughs> and I'll have to tell. I think of my parents telling me stories. Oh, this guy was so good at whatever sport, and I'm like, yeah, right. okay, I don't really care. Like stop talking about this. I don't care. <laughs> it just it just makes me sad. Like it's just and you know a big thing I think about is I never met Arnold Palmer. Right. And I, I can't, I can't let that happen with other players because I'll just be too sad about it.
0: This is like, I like Federer, like my big miss in life was I never saw Federer play tennis live professionally. And like now he's done. So I just missed that. And that stinks. Like I've watched every Federer match ever, but to see him live, like I will not allow my children to miss out on seeing their quote unquote heroes or their sporting heroes in person like if they are obsessed with Steph Curry if if like Henry's obsessed with Steph Curry in a couple years we're going to a Warriors game no matter the price or how hard it is to get a ticket because I want him to have seen the person that he's going to buy the jerseys for and buy the shoes of in human form and to your point a lot of young people are probably never going to see Tiger actually competitive in a golf tournament
1: yeah that makes me so sad I my little sister is only 10 and she's like Claire I don't know like I'm not following this. And I'm like, who's going to be in when you are into it in 10 years? You right. know, it's just uh, weird.
0: I've got, I've, I'm going to sprinkle in some responses we got on social uh, yeah. as we kind of put ours out there. Blair Thomas posted one I thought was really smart and I'd never thought about. Now I'll be thinking about that. That's kind of the point of this exercise. He said the 2009 major season was eight strokes away from being Kenny Perry at Augusta, which was, would have been awesome. Of course he finished bogey bogey Phil's us open breakthrough in oh nine. Tom Watson's Miracle at Troon and Tiger with another major championship. And instead we got Cabrera, Glover, Sink, and Y Yang. Eight shots away, Claire, <laughs> from those storylines being the earlier ones versus what we actually got is wild to think
1: about. Yeah. Oh, my God. People are so – like, how did you even figure that out? I, I don't know. I love it, though, that this person – it shows that people are really thinking about random things.
0: People think about this. All right, hit me with one of yours.
1: Um I I didn't write down who said it but the 2016 masters green jacket ceremony and Butler Cavman, I think about a lot with uh you know Jordan standing in
0: the back and had to and give the doing... jacket had to give the jacket to Willet and did it gracefully I mean I know it was yeah. frustrated but like he was in there I mean I always think like if it wasn't Jordan and it was Brooks or Patrick or name another person that can be a little salty what that yeah. situation would have looked like
1: But those screenshots of him just standing in the back, uh, like that's got to be one of the most difficult moments of his
0: life. Well, I mean, the 16 Masters I think about, I just pretty much probably think about too often, right? In general, like the last, you know, basically those last like 11 holes. is just, you you know, you just were like, okay, this guy's going to win another one. Like, And Jordan's only got one, one green jacket. Like I think about that a lot. As much as he's been in the hunt and as competitive as he's been at Augusta, like he's quote unquote only won one. And like maybe yeah. he's only going to win one his entire career.
1: No, we can't say that. But, but maybe. I mean, it, I,
0: I would say if you were like truly weighing it out, this is like one of my big takes on like, and, and it's sad, but Rory winning at St Andrews, right? Like Rory's going to be almost forty years old the next time the old the the Open is at the old course, like. Yeah, he probably missed his window. You know, like that's he's the probably... other
1: thing—the aging of golfers. Yes, it's sad if we could just freeze them and then we'd be good. Freeze them,
0: freeze them. They, so the off season's now going to be chambers. Like you go in your, cha- your chamber and like you Ted chill Williams. out. That's right. That's right. We're going to be we're going to Ted Williams active golfers. Um, I had a good one from another uh, person, David. I don't want to even attempt your last name, but he said, he said, I'm always wondering what the TSA folks are looking for when they open my travel bag and drop the slip in there, saying my bag was inspected. I just went through this, Claire. I had all of the pockets were left unzipped. Now that's annoying. I mean, golf tees are everywhere. Stuff falls, you know, ball marker stuff falls out of your bag. But yeah, like, what are you looking for? And and when you do the irons, like, have you ever had that clear where they pull the irons out and you can tell they're in different slots?
1: I hear this all the time. I and I to be fair, I probably only traveled to my clubs ten times, which compared to you is like nothing my club everything's perfect i'm like they must like me or something (laughs) they they put everything right back but that would drive me insane because i get there i'm super organized i don't know what they're looking for it's probably some guy who loves golf he's like let me just see what this guy's playing these days
0: that's my next question is i hope this happens but do you think they're like pulling them out and doing like the pga tour superstore where they're kind of eyeing them like (laughs) these kind of look good like these are sweet you know these irons like these are these Vokey wedges are great. You know, are they doing that? Because I hope they're doing that versus just pulling them out, re-slotting them back yeah. in the bag, and, and send it off its way. No,
1: they're they're definitely like rolling a couple putts on the yes uh, I don't outside know. on the tarmac. <laughs> they just yeah, the they tarmac. have a putting they have a putting mat. I hope
0: they do. These are the things I hope happens. Like I hope yeah. somebody from the T S A has used my putter at some point.
1: Yes, I wish there were a way to figure that out, but it's a mystery.
0: Yeah, uh, hit me with something.
1: Um, someone said. Uh, the
0: defense in golf is earth. Oh my God. I have that one down. Let me find who said it because it was one of my favorite responses. The defense of golf is earth. Like I've never thought about that. No, have you ever neither. thought about it that way? No. Such an amazing thing. I've got, I'm trying to find this right now. Um, such a, an amazing take and, uh, sorry, I can't find it. Whoever said that we apologize, but an amazing, <laughs> amazing take. And we'll find your, uh, response at some point, but yeah, like the defense, like, the best defender and the only defender in our sport is mother is earth is mother nature like all of the defense is just our earth it's like natural Which almost defense makes it
1: sad because think of basketball players they actually have you know or like what any other sport actually has a defense and here it's like it was grass and you couldn't figure it out.
0: Nice job. (laughs) And you, and then think about other sports and when elements are in play, like think about football when it snows or it's cold, or you think about tennis, like a big tennis match when it's windy and it's like the only thing they talk about the entire match. And you're like, no, no, no. Like this is, this is like golf all the time. Like this is the only thing that matters. And then there are days when earth's just like, yo, taking it off, Taking the day off. It's 70 with no wind. Go out and go rain
1: yesterday rolling slow. I'm out Rain and
0: win yesterday. You're good. But yes, (laughs) our main and only defense is earth in this sport. That is a, that is a mind blowing situation. Uh, Do you have one? Oh, I've got one for you. This is something maybe I think you're going to really like this one. The company Buick. Yes. Built, manufactured, made, assembled, and sold a car that they put together and built. That had a side door for golf clubs simply because they had a sponsorship with Tiger. A vehicle that had a golf club spot in it just because of their deal with Tiger is mind blowing, and I think about it very, very often.
1: Wait, I didn't know this.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was like people
1: drive this, or like oh they made it.
0: (laughs) I don't think it was a big hit, Claire. I don't think it was like made it. I don't think a lot of people bought it, but there was like a side compartment door that you would slide your clubs in like a larger gas tank hole, if you will.
1: (laughs) Wait, it went in like, Oh my God, the side of
0: the car. It was a small little vehicle. Like it was kind of like a puny little car, which is funny because tiger was like this massive, bigger than life, strong jacked guy. You would think his car would be like manly an SUV. no, no, no. This was like a little sports car and it had a third door for your golf clubs.
1: Did it fit a tour bag, or was it more like a Sunday bag situation? I think it
0: was like I think it. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that it fit a tour bag because it was for Tiger. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I never. I never saw it in in action. Like I never. Should had I ask for
1: that for Christmas? Christmas
0: like like that and Gatorade Tiger, I think a lot about. I I do think about oh, Gatorade Tiger a decent amount. The purple Gatorade Tiger that. was bomb.
1: Oh, see, I hate all things purple, like grape flavored. The blue and the red. The red was good.
0: I was in high school when these came out, Claire. And do you think I didn't bring a Gatorade Tiger to every tournament I played in? I did, obviously. Obviously.
1: You like saved it and just refilled it with water because you that wanted to keep like using tiger's,
0: it. Tigers. If Tiger drinks this, then I obviously <laughs> have to drink it. I mean, now it's
1: just monster. Now it's just
0: monster. <laughs> I, I'm going to get into a monster thing in a bit on Tiger. But yeah, the Buick car and Gatorade Tiger, I probably think too often about.
1: All right. My next one is someone, again, sorry, I should have looked at who was saying these magnetic ball markers, like on your hat, you yep. said that we see that in a lot of women using that, but I've never seen a guy use it. And I started thinking about it. It's probably because of the whole pocket pockets, situation. Yeah. but they are very convenient. And I would encourage any men listening to this to try it out because I guess, I don't know. You're just digging through your pockets. You have ball markers, you have different repair tools. You have, I don't know what else, teas, all this stuff. That's yeah, hard pencil. to
0: find. I, I mean, yeah. I, it's funny because I read it and I was same thing as as you thought I was thinking the same thing a its pockets would be i was kind of nodding along like this is kind of weird that that we haven't that no male golfer has just been like you know what or like with the way we we we're making pants and manufacturing pants and how many new brands are in the game i'm assuming there's going to be some sort of jogger company that doesn't allow pockets or doesn't have pockets on their pants and if mm-hmm. there's a sponsorship there they're going to have to go with the ball marker but it is surprising that not one guy out there is just like this is pretty easy like this move boom. Pretty simple.
1: I want Tom Kim to be the first to do it. So you know
0: what, if I, okay, here's the thing. Let's play a game. First person to have a conversation with Tom Kim has to bring it up to him. You and I have to do that. Okay. All right. And and you know what, if if he's cool about videoing it, let's video it and we'll post it on social. (laughs) Say this came from a podcast we had, but we want to ask you, we want you to be the first. Can you, can you start this in the, on the male side of golf? Um, one of probably the top things on my list I've thought about this for years, almost two decades, Claire. Now I've thought about this, Uh, the playoff in 2000 at the PGA um, Tiger hit it a mile left on 18 of Valhalla against Bob May, the ball disappeared, 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 then came shooting back, bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. I am a thousand percent convinced, much like you with veneers, that somebody threw the ball back, convinced about it. I I want somebody to do a deep dive and find the person that did it um it's like got my golf grassy knoll thing like there somebody threw the ball back in place so tiger could get it back into play and uh, and win that pj championship so i'm convinced of that and i also think about that a lot
1: okay two rory things and i i know he doesn't like when people talk about this but the ripped shirt last year yeah. and him throwing his 3 wood at was it liberty national like okay. you see that he like threw it into the woods or something and okay. then it disappeared and i just I feel like I, Rory is this spokesman of the game and all this stuff. I'm always like, I would, I want to see him throw a temper tantrum. Like, I don't know. We've seen like the aftermath with the shirt and stuff, but I've never seen him like really, I don't know. I guess we've seen him piss, but not where he does like stupid things. You just kind of see it or hear about it after. And I would like to see that. We've seen like, you know, Rom will do something and then immediately afterwards have to be like, sorry guys, I didn't do that. I, I love Rory, but I want him to prove that he's human and just have a little slip up. So I so, think about that sometimes.
0: Because his meltdowns, to your point, his meltdowns are rip shirt, we didn't see him rip the shirt. Yes. And like throwing two clubs, like the Doral iron, remember when he threw it in the water? And then I think yes. it was like- Oh yeah, we
1: did see that Trump, And Trump went
0: and got the iron, remember? <laughs> and like presented yeah. it to him on the range, so awkward. Um, But <laughs> that that, like we've seen him get mad in that capacity, but that anger is like throwing the club. He's not like- He's not like you said, he's not like losing his shit and yelling at Harry, right? Like yes. that would be great to see it in some way is like just him completely losing it on the golf course.
1: Yes. Snap it over his knee or something.
0: I've got a I've got a Rory thing. Um, does Rory win the eighteen Masters? if Nike makes him a different shirt than Patrick Reed. And so he isn't wearing that half zip all day long. I think about that a lot because it was like a warm day at Augusta and he was Uh wearing that white half zip because if he took it off, then him and Patrick are basically going to be matching. And I know Rory probably didn't want to be matching Patrick Reed in the same pairing. So I think about that a decent amount. Like if he just had a blue shirt on, does he win that masters? All
1: right. He could. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He could (laughs) have. Let's see what else. Um, okay, Victor Hovland. Okay. Everyone, I think of Victor as a little brother on the PK okay. tour. I think everybody loves him. He's great. But who is he hanging out with now that Wolf's gone? I like don't who, know.
0: Who are his buddies?
1: Um, yeah, who are his pals? We know that, like, you know, we've got Sam Burns and Scheffler. We've got JT and Spieth. We've got JT and Tiger. I could see him just, like, going into media – or not media, player dining and everyone being like, oh, come sit with us like who's his favorite person to sit with at lunch
0: listen i'm I'm throwing a name out we just mentioned i feel like he he and tom kim could hit it off like i feel like they could be buddies oh, yeah chill just like silly easy going <laughs> have some fun have some laughs feel like feel yeah. like they like they they'd go get they go get dinner at a nice place and like neither would order a, an alcoholic beverage like no. i feel like they just both get diet coke you know
1: bed by 9 p.m
0: yeah. like just like we had a great walk by on the range like that was so much fun last night. Like, love you, Tom play. Well, like I could see Victor coming out and watching on 18. If like Tom's got a chance to win vice versa. Yeah. Maybe they will be buds. Like I'd like to see that.
1: I would like to see that too. M- I wish M- I Claire, could be mention this
0: to Tom as well. Mention that <laughs> hey, Tom, we've got a few things we've, we've got on list. Got a list for
1: you. I think I you did it off with this. guy. All right. What do you got next?
0: Um, this was from at clubhouse lead on Twitter. No one talks enough about how casually Sam mentioned Tiger dressed as Batman at Comic-Con during his (laughs) hall of fame speech. You know what? It's, it's a really great point. It's a really great point. Tiger Woods went to Comic-Con dressed as Batman and we just kind of glossed out. Like everybody just was like, cool, cool. No,
1: I wrote about it in normal sport too, because what was, yeah, we just accepted that for what it was. I'm also wondering like, did people know it was him?
0: Well, I think that's the point of it. It's like he gets to go to something public and not be seen and known, right? I mean, imagine if you're Tiger Woods, who is probably still a top 20 most famous person on planet Earth. Like he can't go anywhere without everybody knowing who he is. So that's like the lone opportunity of going somewhere and not being recognized. So he probably loved it, but still just hilarious that he would... I mean, he lives... Claire, he lives in Florida. Comic-Con, I believe, is in San Diego. So like this was like a... (laughs) This was like a plan. You know like this wasn't hey you want to go to this thing cool yeah Down somebody were getting an outfit. Like this was like all right guys on Wednesday I'm flying to San Diego for Comic-Con. Mark did you buy my Batman outfit? Like are you sending it there or am I taking it on the plane, right?
1: Oh. Yeah. I kind of I well it's kind of like we've had the conversation about Mac Daddy Santa. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. some things like I'm fine with just picturing him in a red jacket, a red shirt on, on Sunday afternoons. Like I'm like that is crazy, but it does show he'll go and do anything for his kids. But I'm like, Oh my God.
0: Tiger. Um, I mean, just, just um, um, the, the that's one of my favorite responses we got. And it's just so true. Um, yeah. do do you have one yourself that, uh, that you noted,
1: um, about tiger or no, no just
0: t- about anything.
1: All right. Let's see. Um, Adam Scott. Okay. A few things about Adam Scott that we need to discuss. Okay. And this is not me being like a girl for the listeners. We're like, oh, she's a- everyone knows that Adam Scott is good looking.
0: Yep. I things. mean, I mean, you, you and I, you and I were texting the other day and I, and I think I said, is Adam Scott the hottest golf forever? Like everybody knows he's hot. Everybody knows he's attractive. This is a big guy thing where guys don't want to talk about this, but like yeah. guys know guys are attractive. To spade, guys. I mean, let's not yeah. be stupid here. Like everybody knows Adam Scott is a very attractive human being.
1: Okay. But this is just like, he has purposely stacked the cards against himself
0: because okay
1: i think he it's almost a bit like he the beige whatever but this pants he still wears the pants what decade is that from like the trouser know. that's it's wide like
0: the 20s I mean, or 30s maybe i mean yeah, it's so far it's, ago
1: right the putter everything <laughs> it's almost like he's trying to make himself less hot right but, and it's just not working so i just want to I want to bring him to a stylist or something. Cause nothing gets Uniqlo because they have stuff. He just picks the stuff that he likes, I guess, whatever. But if we got him in a really well-fitting outfit, like I'm thinking, I think Dustin has great pants that he wears.
0: Yeah. Or like Sam Ryder always just looks like super yes. good in his outfits.
1: Yes. Uh, Keith Mitchell, I think also looks yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, Would he, like, does he do that? Because he doesn't want to be too perfect out on the course. I don't think that's what it is, but there's something there where I'm like, let's make him have everything right, and then see how good he is. It's like your full potential—if if you have like your makeup done, your hair done, everything done—he right. always does that minus one. So we've never seen him at his full potential, and I want to see him at his full potential.
0: Like, cause, cause, okay. So right now, I mean, Adam Scott's probably in his 40s, and he's kind of you know he's gray in a bit, but it plays obviously. Like yeah, he looks great with the gray. When he was younger, when he would wear, I think he was sponsored by Burberry when he won like the Players and stuff, which was like. Again, even those outfits would just have, like, one slightly weird thing. Like, it would be a cool outfit, but then the collar would have the, like, the Burberry look to it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, so close, you know. And then he also had the mop at the time, which yeah. I think he looks a lot better with the short hair. And, I mean, this is a guy that does end point going back to our first point. This is a guy that uses the long putter that takes a little bit away in terms of his sexiness as a golfer. <laughs> and then the outfits are ridiculous and absolutely crazy that he actually wears this stuff and thinks he looks good, even though I'm kind of on the team beige thing. But, yeah, like, if Adam Scott one day was like, you know what, for a month I'm just going, like, full hot Adam Scott guy. Yeah. Like, maybe he wins, like, two events that, that month.
1: I'd say we've seen him at, like, 85% of his best. And I have a take. I'm like, you never want to look 100% unless it's your wedding day because you always want to leave. that's a great
0: point. You
1: could could be a little bit better, you know, but I need to see him at 100.
0: (laughs) Well, this is one of my – this is my dating app theory that I've had forever is I've never understood why people on dating apps post their best picture as their main profile pic because you're inevitably setting somebody up to be disappointed. You want to have your profile pic on a dating app be a seven out of 10. Like you want to look good, not great. You want to look normal. You want to look how you look every day. And so if you are going out on a date and you're meeting somebody, to your point, Claire, you got makeup done, you got your hair done, like you're going to look better than that picture. So when they show up, they go, oh my God, like make it an honest look at who you are on a day-to-day basis, maybe slightly better than you're looking on on an everyday base. Because again, you're going to go out on a date and look better than that in theory. I've never understood why profile pics would be like 10 out of 10.
1: Yes. Okay. So high school prom. I used to call it tapering week. Monday, you go to school, you look <laughs> fine. You start to look a little bit worse every day.
0: Interesting. Smart.
1: By Friday, you're the ugliest creature anyone has ever seen in their life. Saturday's prom. It is like zero to a hundred. Oh, That's how you have this to is do so it. So good. I know.
0: Is this is going to, this so, is, you know what, <laughs> you know what, Amanda, let's cut. This, this is a social bit. I love <laughs> this. I want this cut and we're going to circulate this. Everybody's like, I thought this was a golf podcast. Like nah, adjacently golf at times. It's well, adjacently- maybe
1: that's like a golf thing too. taper week, right? If you have a big match.
0: You've got a big, or, or, or or maybe a golf trip, maybe like before your golf trip and you're excited about your new outfits, maybe every round before the golf trip, you're wearing like the outdated shirt or it's too baggy. It's ill fitting, you know, orange head to toe. (laughs) Yeah. Like you're going full Ricky. You know, what's interesting, Claire, about this take on Adam Scott, cause I have never really thought about it. And you brought, you're bringing up a great point. I'm kind of surprised he's never gone bucket hat. Like, it just feels like, like, if you're going to continually throw in these wrenches to your look, I'm surprised (laughs) he's never been like, I will say this. I did a Titleist shoot with Adam Scott a few years ago, and he walked up. There was a table of all these hats that the guys, like, new Titleist hats because they want the guys to look fresh, right? They want them to have a clean Titleist hat in the shoot. So, I mean, you've got rope hat, and you've got dad hat, and you've got flat hat, fitted hat, whatever. And Adam Scott walks up. I think Ian Poulter was by us. and, And there was a rope hat, like a tall rope hat. And Adam goes, Oh, I can't, I don't look good in these. And I'm standing there and I looked at him. I'm like, come on, bro. Like you look, you look good in everything. And Ian's kind of laughing, like laughed at what I said. And he, and he put it on and I looked at him. I was like, you know what? You don't look that good in it. Like you're, you're actually right. Like it doesn't like your head is too small for that hat. And like, we all got a good kick out of it, but it was like, Adam Scott was, he said before he goes, I I can't, I can't wear, I can't wear that.
1: Knows his strength. So that's good because you could have sabotaged him. You could have been like, oh, it looks great. We're,
0: we're <laughs> wear that all the time. I've got one for you, Claire. This is a little okay. in the weeds golfy, but I've I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. A lot of okay. time thinking about it. Years. Years. Basically, since I was an adult golf fan. Nick Faldo has won three Masters. Okay. Three green yeah. jackets. He won three green jackets. 89, 90, 96. I'm going to tell you this, and, and I'm not sure you're going to believe me, but it's it's factual. Okay. Going into the final round in his three masters wins, he trailed the leader by a combined fourteen shots in his three masters wins. In eighty-nine, he was five back going into the final round. Five back, shot sixty-five, and wanted a playoff when Scott Hoke missed the little putt. Okay. Mm-hmm. In ninety, he was three back going to the final round, shoots sixty nine, and Floyd rinsed it on eleven. Everybody was surprised because you know Floyd was so clutch, hits in the water and, and basically hands the, the playoff to Faldo. And then in 96, everybody knows he was six back, obviously of Norman and shoots. I think he shot 67 and wins, but this is a guy you think about how many close calls, like think about how many close calls Rory's had at Augusta and, you know, like Phil leading into Oh four. He'd been so close. So often Ernie wise these players that were so good that never won green jackets to tell them that this guy has three and he was 14 back going into the final round of his three masters wins. I think about that a lot. And like, you have to play well. 65, 69, 67 is nothing, obviously, to, to bat your eyes at, but to have three instances where someone either choked, hit an mm-hmm. awful golf shot, or completely fell apart, and it all happened when you were in contention and went on to yeah. win, is so rare and so crazy that this guy has three green jackets because of that. So, something yeah, to in is. the weeds I think a lot about.
1: Yeah, I actually, I, again, didn't know that because I was just like, I guess, what, one when he won this last one, but it's like that, yeah. That I, but also I feel like that could only happen at Augusta, right? Yeah, because it's always yeah, yeah. the back nine on Sunday. Something happens, someone falls apart. But I think it says more that he was right there and able to do it. Because I think most of the time, someone's going to fall apart on Sunday. There, we see that all the time.
0: One person's going to have a tough day. To have it happen, yeah. kind of to the leaders, either in regulation or in a playoff. Um, and you're the beneficiary of that is so wild. And you're the same beneficiary of it, right? Like you're the person. Yeah. And to think about like an Ernie who just like Ernie just doesn't need Phil to shoot like 31 on the back, you know. And it's like, yeah. I'm gonna win a green jacket. I played great. And uh, and he didn't have it happen, you know, and to have those opportunities to do it like Goosen was a guy that was close so often and just never had it happen. Do you have another one yourself?
1: Um, let's see.
0: I've got a short one that somebody submitted. If you, if you're looking for one, I mean, this is, this is like, uh, you don't, I don't need a ton of reaction in terms of what you think, but I just, it's, it's something that is a great point to be brought up at long walk. W putter said, why do we call closest to the pin KP's it's I've thought a lot about that in my life. I don't understand it. It makes absolutely no sense, but closest to the pin is KP is really dumb and only in golf.
1: Okay. Well, that's like in journalism, like TK to come like it, do you know this? If you're writing like as a journalist, <laughs> but okay. So if I'm writing something and I don't know what I'm going to put, like people say this, this and TK gotcha. and for so long, cause I didn't go to journalism school and like all my coworkers <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, TK.
0: Yeah. Got it. That. I'm like, Tom Cam, it. what does that mean?
1: Yeah, <laughs> But it means to come. So like, it'll be enter here. And then at the end of things, you'll do like 30, like, you know, it press releases. And for so long, I was like, I don't guys, I don't know what this is. And I'm just pretending I know, and it doesn't make sense. But you just kind of have to go along with it, I guess. And then okay, my last one is not really a take. Well, it is kind of a take, but not really for the masses. But as a media person going to events, I hear a lot of times people are like, Oh, it's a pain to work from the media center. I love the media center. It's like going to high school reunion, you see everyone, you know, it's like, And this is not to say I'm not getting any work done, but it is like, you see, there's these main characters that are always there. It could be an episode of the office. I think you just got all these golf nerds and a lot of people don't like it. And you know, there's some places you go and the media center is not as great as the other, but like US Open, uh, Riviera, the players. It is the most fun I've ever had. I love going to the media center and I, I look forward to it as if I'm going to Disney World, not even the event itself it's the media center for me because it's so fun to go hang out with everybody, you know, Ryan Lavner, Doug Ferguson, you get to say hi to everybody. You're on a little tour. I think it's the best thing ever, but I think that's a rare take in golf media.
0: I will say about the media center is a very underrated part about golf tournaments is the media center because it's like 24, seven snacks and drinks, which is amazing. You yep. can always eat and, and like, just go walk around. And if you ever have any golf question about anything ever, it's just like, it's, you know, pick your own adventure. Like, do I go ask Shackleford this? Do I go yeah. ask Rappaport this? Like is Porath over Rappap- there, you know? Yeah.
1: Rappaport's you know? always got sunscreen. I'm like, I'm not bringing sunscreen to an event because he has Five things of FCF <laughs> on his desk. So I'm good to go. It's good to know things like that too when you're packing, right? I'm like, oh, yes. I
0: don't need it. We're good. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I listen, I don't know if I would go as far as to say I love the media center, but I totally get <laughs> I totally get your point. Um, I had a we had a great submission from Jack Ryder. He said, How did how did he ever think this hat was a good idea? And he's talking about Jesper Parnovic, um, you know, who had the the flip up bill. I mean, the whole point of what a bill is that? To shade your face. Um, I mean, he, he had upper deck, the baseball card company sponsor his under his hat for years when he would play in Ryder cups, they would make one of the Ryder cup hats that flipped up just for Jesper. Like, I guess he said he did it once in practice and it like, he made a lot of putts or hit it good. And then he just kept doing it. But like at one point, a little bit like with the Bryson hat, at one point, aren't you just like, you know what guys, like, I'm going to just flip it down. Like, I'm just going to put also, it. If
1: that's allowed, I think backward hats should be allowed
0: yes also the bill like i'm looking at a picture of yes for right now i'm lying and like he looks and i apologize for the language here but it's the only way to say it claire he looks fucking ridiculous like
1: wait how does it work does does the brim like is it like
0: well i think i think like so let me let me see let me just see so it's kind of like i mean this will pop down in a second there you go but like yeah it's like in theory he popped it up but then they just started making hats that were like small bills up already. But like yeah. of all the golf looks in all the world of all time ever, it is just insanity that that's one of them.
1: There's no need to reinvent the wheel. You know, a hat is a hat. A Let's hat just is let it hat.
0: be a hat. <laughs> a hat is a hat. Um, Craig DeVries said, why do the Brits call a pairing a game? These gar- These guys aren't playing each other. They're playing against the field can't these people speak English, which I love just the final take is just like slamming the language that they invented. But, um, yeah, it's a game, but yeah, I mean, it's you're I don't know. I mean, I, I guess like you're going out to have a game. Yeah. A I
1: kind of like it though.
0: I, I mean, I like it too. I, I don't, I don't want it to go away, but yeah. I guess in terms of the definition of the term, um, I guess you could probably overthink that a little bit if you really wanted to. Yeah, that's um, true. Um, I, I think about this a lot when I'm playing golf. Claire is, and I'm so bad at this. and I've tried so hard to be better at this, but it's something that I truly can't break. I obsess over what club is the right club to hit on a golf shot. These clubs are like three degrees different, like how it can be so different between an eight iron and a seven iron in terms of distance. It flies trajectory. It goes when like they're incrementally different and how you can be convinced that, one is right and one is wrong when they're that close to being the same thing is so wild. And the fact that it actually matters is wild to me too. But that is one thing I think I probably spend a little bit too much time thinking about.
1: Okay. I, on that kind of note, more like golf course related, something that I think about is the friends that we have who pretend to care when you take them through every single shot you hit in a round.
0: Oh, God love my mom, my wife. Give him a shout out. Give him a shout out, Claire. Give him a shout out. Do you have one in your, do you have a person in mind that you feel like you dump this on the most?
1: Uh, My little brother, Brendan.
0: Is he a golfer? Yes. But he's
1: a lot better than Like, and I'm like, all right, I hit it here. And then I'm like, has he even played the course that I'm talking about? You know, but our home course, I can do it all the time. But I will go exactly through. And we actually had to start a rule at my house because my stepmom and my sister are not golfers. And it wasn't fair that we were taking the whole dinner, you know, to go through every (laughs) shot we've had. So, and my sister will get up and leave the table. She's like, this is horrible. This is torture. So, like, Thanksgiving, it's always like, all right, this is a golf-free meal. We're not talking about it. Because I'll just get so into it. But it is important to have friends who I don't think they care, to be completely honest. They they
0: definitely don't care. But that's like – but I. I mean a friend really the definition of a friend <laughs> is like is that right a friend is someone yeah. that will listen to your dumb stuff or will console you when you're going through something that they know is silly and that they, they're like they're kind of there for the excess you know like yes. a friend is kind of there for when you're cutting like uh, if you're cutting like a like a star for for like the holidays out and the excess falls on the ground like they're there to like pick that up and put it in the trash for you Yes like, they're like your sounding so- board
1: If someone ran a marathon Something that they train for for months. They don't do it as often as one plays golf. I don't want to hear about every mile that they ran. (laughs) You know, like tell me about that finishing stretch and that's we're good.
0: (laughs) Mile four, I started cramping. You know, like, (laughs) yeah, I had this like weird lie on four. I mean, (laughs) like, I've said this a lot. Like, my mom, like, we should start golf awards for parents and for friends that like put up with all the bullshit and like never complain about it.
1: You yes, know, because they're my, angels.
0: My mom is not a golfer. Like, I've seen my mom okay. swing golf club like four times in my entire life, and I think three of the four were at Top Golf. Like, she is not a golfer. She went to every golf tournament, she would follow along, she would keep scoring a little scorecard, and she would listen to me and my dad do that on the way home for three hours oh and like wouldn't get annoyed by it. Like, what a sex she love. is! Yeah, that's, that's love. <laughs> um, Joe Mayberry said, How we will literally never hit the same shot twice the wind turf temperature playing partners whole location etc are never the exact same so basically every golf shot we ever hit that has ever been hit in the history of golf is its own snowflake is pretty wild to think about
1: that is wild that reminds me of I think Play put it out someone said do you are you ever on a course and you wonder has anyone stepped in this exact spot before and if I had a lot of Aaron shots, so I think sometimes the answer is that I am like a pioneer. You're the
0: only one there. You're the only person <laughs> Lewis that's t ended in here. Well, like, that's like, again, kind of going back to things we think about in, in golf. It's like the, the move in your mark and like how often you have to do that to think about how bananas that is, that my mark is in your way when this green is massive and there's so many ways to come in, yet mm-hmm. at least once or twice around, somebody's moving a mark is yes. a pretty wild thing to think about.
1: Yeah. Especially with average golfers, right? Yeah, it right. makes more sense for like the best the pros all, but when it's like me and my friend or something, how did that happen?
0: <laughs> so crazy. I'm going to rattle off a few I have here and stop me if you have any comments on it. Um okay. I think I think about uh, what what would have happened. I think about this a lot. What would have happened if Michelle makes the cut in Texas on the PGA Tour? Like where her career would have gone, what would have happened? how things would have, would have, uh, played out, you know, I mean, she was close played well. She was so young. Um, what would have happened if Rory would have married Caroline Wozniaki? I think about a decent amount. I mean, that was kind of like peak Rory when he was in that world, he was winning a ton of majors just like, is he,
1: I think about that a lot too. I'm kind of glad you brought that up. Is
0: he like edgier and like wins more? Is he less likable? Is he the same guy we see today where, you know, you have people that are like, I would vote this guy for president if he was American, right? Like, <laughs> what would have happened there? Um, I think about the monster sponsorship with tiger a lot. Like has he had a monster if he's had one or if he likes them, what's his favorite? You know, this guy was so have healthy. You had one? I've had, I was a big red bull guy in my twenties. Um, I drink a lot of red bull is from probably, probably parts of my body that have been affected from that consumption. <laughs> but I, I tried to sneak into the monster red, like post red bull for a bit. Never like they were a little too big. I thought the cans were too big. Like the Red Bull sizing was perfect. Whatever that was, eight ounces. But like, is is he? Does he drink them? Has he ever had a monster? Like, do you think he's ever had a monster? No, never one. Like, not even in like the first. I okay, movie.
1: I don't think he's finished a monster.
0: Okay, I yeah, think that's he, a, that's actually the better that's question. Like me with that's beer, the better. I hate beer.
1: That's I've the never better question. The beer. Yeah, like yeah. you drink
0: you drink it till it gets kind of even remotely not cold, and then you're done with it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I don't think he's
1: ever finished one. I think he's definitely started one, had a sip or two to be polite,
0: never finished it. Claire, I had a friend of mine years ago that said he he wanted to get rich enough to where he could hire someone to come with him to bars. And when he gets to that point with the beer where it's like not that good anymore, but like nobody's going to actually say it's not good anymore, he wanted to have somebody that would finish that beer for him. So it didn't go to waste, but he was capable of ordering a new one. So, you know, if it's like a 12 ounce beer, basically when you get like eight ounces down, it's kind of not as cold. You know, it's probably not as refreshing. Yeah. You're kind of ready for something new. So he just passes that on to the to the beer drinker that he hired.
1: I have a cousin that does this for me. His name is Chris. He lives like two blocks from me whenever <laughs> we go anywhere. Because I, I seriously, I do not like beer. And someone will get it for me. And I'm like, oh, I'll have three sips. Don't want to be rude. Just hand it off to Chris. He chugs
0: it. I'm like, thank you, sir. You're like, I love you. I love you. Um, I, I think about. Uh, I've said this on Twitter before. Davis Love in uh, what was it like 04, The players. He shot 64 in the final round. He hit this shot. Uh, NBC had this blimp shot of it. I will. I will remember the shot, the video of it, and how good it was, and just the round in general. But like, that's that's one of probably 10 shots I probably think the most about. Um so that's something that's kind of at the at the front of my brain a decent amount is the Davis uh the Davis love shot. Um there I, somebody Chris Ireland said this which I I, I got to be honest Chris I laughed out loud when I read this. What if Martin Keimer doesn't try to hit a draw? I I I've gone there before in my brain. I don't think about it often but I mean this guy was like the best player in the world and he's like
1: I forget about him sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's so easy to forget. You know when you yeah. when you go through like the modern golfers that have multiple major championships it's surprising a lot of the time when you see kimer's name like it's easy to forget about martin Keimer, but you're talking about legitimately probably the best golfer in the world for a year or two and then he starts trying to hit a draw and completely loses the golf game so that's i thought that was a good one it was at least something that piqued my golf nerdiness
1: i've got one for you the wives who are private on instagram What am I missing? I want to just like get a a peek for once. And um, what's his face is private. Cameron Young. Is he really? Yes. Not only is he missing out on partnerships and stuff, I need to know. I think he only has like two posts though, so it doesn't matter. But sometimes you know, someone tags, and I'm like, oh, let me jump over to this account, and it's private. I'm like, oh. This is horrible. I, there's so much I'm missing out on.
0: <laughs> you, you know what I? You know what I would love to have, and again, it would never happen. But I would love to have a list of like what the players' burner Insta accounts are. Is it? Yes. Are they? Are the names relative to you? Like, is it Rory forty seven fifty, or is it just completely different? Is it like a joke, or the name you check into hotels with? Like, how are you setting up your burner Instagram account? Because I'm probably. I'm probably right here when I say every player's got a burner Instagram account. Is that They've got it, that's right? probably fair to say
1: <laughs> when Dustin and Paulina got married, like I needed to see every photo from this. So I okay. went to who they were following and saw the stories from their friends that had posted. And there weren't any like random accounts that they were following, like no, like creepy random burners. So I don't even think that the players are following their own burner. Like the burners follow the burners, but the, Big accounts don't follow them. Right, right, right. So they just got to be so deep in. I don't even know. But there's just, we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg on their Instagrams for sure.
0: Oh, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, I do it like my, I mean, I'm, I'm one 2000th of like a follower, like the following that a professional golfer has, but like right. my Shane Bacon Instagram account is work. And I have yes. another Instagram account that's like me and my family and my children and my wife and like my life, you know, yeah, but yeah. it's just like, I separate those two things because I don't want, I don't want random people to know my kids' names and to see yeah. pictures of them, you know, like I would oh, prefer probably. that to, to stay in my own realm. So I'm assuming yeah. if I do it for goodness sakes, I can only imagine that, you know, an actual famous person would probably do the same thing.
1: I also wonder if, uh, Sam and Charlie have Instagrams.
0: I'm sure they, they got to have them. They have to have it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I
0: everybody does. Uh, one of the last ones we'll hit before we go, Tyler said, and this kind of goes back to one of the ones we heard earlier about the Oh nine majors. The fact that for mm-hmm. a matter of a few shots, Tiger could have won the 2018 open the 2018 PGA and then the 2019 masters. He mm-hmm. was that close to doing that. He would have had 84 wins and 17 major championships. I mean, I, I kind of forget that he was in the hunt at both those majors. I think he was leading the open at one point, right? And then he made like a yeah. rookie or a double on 10 or 11. And then he was right there with Brooks at the PGA. And then, of course, he goes on to win that Masters. So, a real legitimate chance to win three straight majors later part of his career.
1: Yes. I think the last like two, three years have been so traumatizing yeah, yeah, with Tiger yeah. that I honestly forget almost before the 2019 Masters. Right. What happened? I see the 2019 Masters and I see, you know, whatever. And then the past, what, almost two years that I forget. I think of like 2010 and then something skips into (laughs) where we are now.
0: Well, I think it's because in a way it happened in our lives. I mean, when you think about Mm -hmm. life, I mean, when you, I don't know if you do this, I do this all the time is I'll say, oh, you know, a couple of years ago, but it was four years ago because 2020 like didn't really happen. Like nobody did anything and nothing really happened in 2020. And a lot of that carried over to 2021. And so it almost feels like those two lost years are so easy to forget even existed. That skipping right. over those. It's crazy to think about, you know, life previous to that and how much stuff happened before that. And then to think about kind of life post the pandemic and all that stuff. It's just five years ago it was five years ago, but it feels like it was two years ago, you know?
1: Yes. I'm always like, I just, I'm two years out of college. I am 22. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm 27. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm really, I'm really not 22. Well, trust me, I'm 39. And like, it is so bananas to go. You're know, like. You're like, I'm in my mid thirties. Like, no, 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 no. (laughs) I am like a wedge away from 40. So no, that's not the case. Claire, I like the exercise. What were your thoughts? This was
1: fun. This was really fun. I like it because it gets, it's almost like therapy. I can get my thoughts out. I'm not keeping them to myself anymore. There's so much. And we're not alone here. Everyone has these
0: everybody's got them and we appreciate the people that submitted them. Um, there were yeah. a ton of them. Uh, we had great responses. I mean, even Rappaport, you know, said, what if Watson hits not iron at, at the true open instead of the eight iron that goes over the green. I think that's something a lot of people think about is the Tom Watson nearly won a freaking major championship in 2009, which is wild. Yeah. I always think about, does he make like the Ryder cup team? If that happens, you know, I, I asked Langer this past year on TV, if he felt like he could help the Ryder cup team and he said, yes, you know, like, these older guys get forgotten, but like, could they have made it if, you know, a bounce happens one way or the other, uh, a right. lot of things, a lot of the golf is such a, you know, it's a slight moment of, of, of a little bounce and a break here, a piece of grass there and everything changes. So no surprise that these things linger in our brains for years and years and years, Claire, tell people, um, where they can follow you, what you're doing, where to buy that sweatshirt. Um, like, can see. you tell everybody this everything? This
1: sweatshirt is great rider. Great Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup. great. Um, K Claire Rogers on Twitter and What's I'm going to be Catherine. I go by my middle name.
0: So this is a little so, bit like KP, like closest to the pin where everybody calls yes. Claire, but it's like K Claire Rogers. On yes,
1: exactly. Okay, Some you. people will see it and think that I spell my name with the K, which I'm like, my parents aren't that weird, <laughs> but yes, Catherine Claire. Um, right. Every week, the Rogers report, I'm going to be at the PNC Nice. Next weekend with my coworker, James, we're going to write a bunch of fun stuff for that. So I'm cool. really looking forward to it. I've never been before.
0: Going to be awesome. That's a, it's a fun event down there. And I mean, it's chilling. Obviously it's not cold, which is a bonus, bonus, bonus. Um, also you were, yes. you contributed to normal sport, Kyle Porter's book. Yes, uh, Make sure you check that out. Go to Kyle Porter's um, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, and order a copy. I did the. Um, I did the audio for it. So if you're an audiobook listener, you'll hear me for hours and hours and hours reading the book. You're, I didn't do your <laughs> chapter in an English accent. I, I said it on the, on the audio book though. I said, when I read oh, the did. chapter, I said, Claire wanted me to read this in an English accent, but I'm saving you guys from my awful <laughs> impersonations. But your chapter was great. Everybody did a great job. I'm actually playing golf in a few minutes with Joel Beal, who was also involved in the book as well. So um, follow Claire. She's one of the best out there. And always Thank entertaining. You. Thank you so much for joining me, Claire. Thanks. All righty. Big thanks to Claire Rogers for the time. Thank you for sending in the uh, things that kind of stay on your mind more more often than maybe they should. Uh, appreciate everybody that was involved in that. And uh, and yeah, just a reminder: the Golfer Zoo is available back dot com backslash bacon and also if you need any logo work at any point in your life you can check us out uh ground under repair follow us at uh and you can uh, check out all we're doing there Alrighty, back next week get a grip with shane bacon is a production of iheartradio